Hello, and welcome to Joyful Heart, a podcast for Christian women who are trying to balance a relationship with God, as well as school, work, and other things life likes to throw our way. In these episodes, religious topics such as growing closer to God, maturing in our faith, as well as general ones like college difficulties and navigating new experiences in life will be covered. And with that, let's get into this week's episode. Hey guys, so in this episode of Joyful Heart, I wanted to cover the topic of asking things from God, asking things of God, and asking God to provide you with the desires of your heart. Because there's no perfect way to do it and there's no exact way to do it, but there are some wrong things or incorrect things that you might be doing. The first thing is that you have to make sure you're actually praying and speaking to God. He knows what you want. But if you never come out and say it, things just aren't going to progress. It'd be like if a friend was asking me for advice, but they were tiptoeing around the topic or just not saying anything. How am I supposed to know how I can help them? But the first official thing I would say to do is to make sure you're asking for things in Jesus' name. In John 14, 13, it states, Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And in John 16, 24, it states, Until now, you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive, so that your joy may be made full. Essentially, what God is trying to tell us is that he wants to give us the desires of our heart. He wants to bless us. But we must make sure that we ask and believe that he will provide on his timing, not our own. Another thing that can help when asking God for things or asking God to provide the desires of your heart is make sure you're praying regularly. In John 9, 31, it states, We know that God does not listen to the sinner, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God will listen to him. An example that comes to mind when I think about this verse is, let's say you have a friend and this friend comes to you when they need help. They come to you when they are sad. They come to you when they need advice. But that's it. They only come to you when it's beneficial to them, not when you need to talk, not when you need to vent. They only come to you for selfish reasons. And in a way, that's how sometimes we treat our relationship with God. We take for granted that he is there for us. We take for granted that he will be with us. But we only come to him when we need something. I feel like rarely in our walks do we stop and say, How can I come to God and help him? How can I come to God and bring glory to his kingdom? So just check and see how often you are coming to God and why you are coming to God. It's important to realize that our relationship with God is supposed to be a two-way street. It's not just supposed to be, oh, I go to God and he gives me what I want. We're supposed to be there for him. We're supposed to support him, bring glory to him. We're supposed to deny ourselves and take up the cross and follow him. We're supposed to surrender and submit our ways and our life to him and not the other way around. And another thing is that the more we pray and the more that it becomes a part of our daily routine, the things we want and need will change. As we grow closer to God, the things that we think are a priority will be different. 
it'll be less worldly wants and desires and more more things that will bring glory to God's name. More things that will be beneficial for the people around us and not just ourselves. A little bit later into the podcast, I'll get into why I thought this topic was necessary to talk about because it's always important to change and improve the way we come to God and the way we ask God things. Another thing that is important to realize is you need to check your tone when you're coming to speak to God. You have to remember that despite that God is here for us and he wants to help us, we are still supposed to fear him and respect him as you would a parent, a guardian, or someone you know has way more wisdom than you could ever imagine. So some questions to help make sure you're on the right track when you're coming to God is to ask yourself these questions. The first question is, are you coming to God hopeful or are you coming to God pessimistic? Meaning, are you coming and asking God, hey, can you do this for me? Essentially, you have to check your heart. Are you praying to God and believing that he will give you an answer eventually? Are you praying and believing that God will come through for you? Are you being positive about this? Or are you being more pessimistic and thinking, well, there's no point. All I can do is pray. Prayer should be the first thing you always do in a time of happiness or sadness. You should always instinctly go to God whenever something arises. And God should be in your plans that you have for your life. Every decision make, you should come to God and ask him for his guidance and for his wisdom in your life. Essentially, it has to come down to what is in your heart because we know a lot of the thing, a lot of our actions are the result of our heart. If our heart is bitter and if it is negative, when we pray, it's if you think, oh, I have to pray just to pray, not I should pray because I have the opportunity to do so question you have to ask yourself is do you have faith that God will hear you and provide a response when we pray it's almost like a conversation you speak and then you wait for the other person to answer they don't always give you the answer right away and you have to realize that when you're speaking with God that he's on a different timing than us it's not always going to be immediately sometimes it's going to take a while another question to ask yourself is Are you coming from a place or feeling of entitlement? And I really want to narrow down on this one when I say entitlement. And entitlement being, and this is the definition of entitlement, the fact of having a right to something. The amount to which a person has a right. The belief that one is inherently deserving of privileges or special treatment. Now, I really, again, want to focus in on this one because I don't, think we realize how much entitlement we think we are owed and how much entitlement is instilled in our life in our society there is this feeling that we should get what we want that we should have things our way that we deserve this life that we deserve this or that that we need to have this and you really have to check yourself when you're coming to god God is not entitled to give you anything. Step back and realize all the things that God has given you. If you're listening to this, you're alive. You're breathing. You have a roof over your head. You have access to 
a phone or a laptop or some kind of device that not everyone has access to. You really have to step back and realize that God doesn't have to give you anything. He already gave you his salvation. He already gave you his mercy. He already gives you his love. He gave you his son who died on the cross for you. Realize how much he has given you. And I'm not saying that this entitlement is always intentional. Sometimes you just get so passionate about something that you're blinded by the fact that you're coming from a place of entitlement. It's always good to check that and check why you feel entitled and realize that we are not supposed to live the same life as the people of the world. We are called to be different. So step back, try and find some ways to cut down on that entitlement and realize that we should be coming to God humbly as his servants and as his people, not as people who are reading out a list and saying, oh God, you're going to give me this and this and this and that. And again, I feel like this comes back to checking your heart, checking what you prioritize and check what you want. Before you come to God, I would really recommend checking your wants and desires against scripture. Ask yourself, will it bring glory to God? Is it good just for me or is it good for other people? Does it have selfish or sinful intentions? Something that can be really helpful with this is research scriptures and stories that are similar to what you're dealing with. I feel like these days a lot of people tend to stick to the most popular books in the Bible and that is great because it's God's word and it is so helpful and it contains so much wisdom. But I'd really recommend going into scripture and verses that you aren't as familiar with. And I'm doing this and saying this even for myself as I'm reading certain books of the Bible that I wasn't as familiar with and I'm seeing that I can relate to the stories. And I know there's this common feeling that, oh, well, the Bible is written thousands of years ago, so it doesn't relate to what we're going through now. But if you look at the root of the problems these people are dealing with in the Bible and the issues they're trying to overcome, there's a lot of relation to now. Although we've advanced in technology and we've advanced in our thinking, The root of the problem and the sins these people are dealing with are very similar to our own. So I just looked up some popular biblical characters and the things they struggled with. So Abraham was very old and God still used him. Joseph was abused and betrayed. And then Job. I mean, he went through a lot of things like he went through a lot. Moses had a speech problem. Samson was a womanizer, selfish and dealt with disobedience. Noah was a drunk. Jacob was a cheater. David was a murderer. Naomi was a widow. Peter had denied Christ in front of other people. The disciples often fell asleep while praying and they wavered in their faith and they struggled with their faith. Paul had persecuted Christians before he became one. Sharing this, I just want you guys to know that there is somebody in the Bible you can connect with and relate to. But it's up to you to search that. And I mean, think about it. We have the privilege of the internet where we can type in biblical character who dealt with blank, biblical character who needed blank, biblical character who had this flaw or that flaw. We have the privilege of being able to search it up to find what we need quicker. But I really recommend opening your Bible up, 
to passages and scriptures and stories that you aren't as familiar with and just sit back and wait for God to reveal you the things that you've been needing to hear. Something that I think a lot of Christians struggle with, myself included, is that once you pray, you have to let go of control. I'm going to say this again because it's so important. Once you pray, you have to let go of control. No matter how much you try, you can't sway God's mind. If he says no, that means no. If he says yes, that means yes. If he says maybe or wait, you have to wait. It's very hard to give up control over our lives. But if you pray and you believe in God, then you know there is a greater benefit. When we try to live our life the way we want to or live it on our timing, we'll only end up failing or having very bad consequences oftentimes. It may take some time for God to give you the answers. Sometimes he answers immediately and other times it can take years. But you have to know and trust that God is doing it on his timing. He has perfected his plan and everything is according to his will. Sometimes God wants us to mature in our faith or in our life before he gives us this blessing. Example I often think of that relates to this is kind of for anyone who has dealt with kids, whether they be nieces, nephews, children, siblings, or just people or children you work with, sometimes they're doing something and it's dangerous or they're not ready to do it. And so you tell them no. And then they ask why. And then you explain and then they ask why. But in hindsight, they aren't mature enough to realize why they can't do everything they want to do or why they have to wait. And oftentimes it is very good to have the mind of a child because they're very simple. They believe things are going to happen and they're not letting the stress of the world get to them. But we have to realize that we lack so much wisdom and we lack so much intelligence compared to God. And we have to realize that if he tells us no, it's often for a reason. And most of the time when he tells us no, it's because he has something better in store for us. So we just have to sit and wait for him to provide what he has intended for us. And I briefly touched on this earlier, but I kind of want to circle back to it in that you need to be specific when you're talking to God. Now, yes, God already knows what you want. But it shows true faith and trust when you are completely honest with him. You can't tiptoe around what you want or try to be very vague and general about it. Get specific with God. Tell him exactly what you want. Tell him exactly what desires to have. Get down to the root of it. You know, it's important to always go to prayer first, but maybe take the time to think before you jump into prayer. Get your mind and your heart right before you come to God so that you can just be real and honest with him and truly connect with what you are saying. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about the topic of praying and coming to God is because I kind of dealt with this over the weekend. So I had prayed and asked God to provide something that I needed for this upcoming school year. And I felt really good about it. I felt really hopeful. I felt really positive about it. And I just thought it would work out in my favor um, because I did all the things, you know, I asked and I was like, Jesus, in your name, I ask for this. 
And very quickly, I got the answer. And it wasn't an answer that I wanted to hear. And that whole day, it really shifted and impacted my mood. I was really sad. I felt really disappointed. And I just felt insecure. And a lot of negative thoughts were swarming my mind. And it sucks because like the few days before that, I felt really good. I felt really positive and I felt really happy. And looking back, the thing I wanted wasn't going to help me. Essentially, as Christians, we often contradict ourselves when we pray. Like we might pray to be surrounded by good people who are Christians and then later pray for something we know that might not be for us. And I thought about it more. I realized that even though I wanted this thing so badly and I was so hopeful, it might not have been the best for me in my walk with God right now. God, I know, has something in store for me and in plan for me. So I have to realize that when he says no, it's for a reason. It's not to be mean. It's not to hurt me. It's not to make me feel less than. It's to know that he has something better in store for me. And it doesn't have to be negative. And I need to learn to control my emotions more and to not let one simple answer ruin my whole day. Because I gave the enemy a lot of opportunities for me to fall away from God, for me to distance myself from God when I should have been more close to God and I should have been praying more. So it's always good to step back and realize, okay, if God told me no, why could that be? Now, you don't want to spend all of your days thinking of why didn't that come but just do a quick check after and be like maybe this wasn't the best thing for me and accept that and trust in God now I wanted to get into some prayer examples to give you guys as kind of a guide you can use the next time you're asking God for something so I would recommend and I'm still trying to work on this myself is to ask for the fruits of the spirit when you pray and ask things in Jesus' name. So you could say, Lord, please give me patience as I wait on this job offer. Lord, bless me with self-control as I deal with temptation. God, grant me faithfulness as I'm dealing with a low season right now. God, help me to have more love as I am in conflict with blank or dealing with blank. Lord, I need peace as I'm feeling overwhelmed with blank or by blank. The thing to realize is that God wants to hear from you. He wants to have a deep connection with you. Repent of your sins, live righteously, and speak to God. God wants to know you more and get closer with you than ever before. Whenever you are feeling down or low, realize that God has extended his mercy and salvation to you and wants to give you a second and better chance at life. He wants you to find that joy that can only be found through him. He wants you to know peace like no other and be comforted by his grace. And remember that prayer doesn't have to be extremely formal and you don't need to use big fancy words. Just come to God as you are. Speak to him as you would with a friend. Of course, using more respect, but you don't have to keep it formal. You can keep it casual. God knows who you are, so there's no sense in trying to fake it or make yourself seem different. He chose you and accepts you just as you are. Ask things of God with faith and be honest with him. Be open with him and be willing to accept his no's. I think 
prayer can be tricky because we often overthink it. But I think it's something that you're always going to waver with. No one's ever going to pray perfectly or the right way. The way I used to pray two years ago is different than how I pray now. Just continue to research and develop in your faith and in your prayer life. Overall, when you are praying and asking things of God, make sure you're asking in Jesus' name. Make sure you are praying regularly. Check your tone. Check what you want to get scripture. Research scriptures and stories that might be similar and be specific with God. And overall, trust his timing and respect his answers and wishes for our life. And last, I just want to emphasize to use technology to your advantage. Research and look up videos on YouTube on how other people pray and ask things in God's name. I don't think there's anything wrong with taking in new tips and tricks from other people. I think it's a blessing that we have this opportunity to connect with people across state borders, across country borders, and maybe try their new ways. Or just keep it really simple and pray from scripture. Just look into your own heart and check your intentions. All I pray you guys have a great rest of your week. And I pray that this would help you in any way that you see fit. And I really pray that you would dive deeper into your relationship with God and truly flourish in the way that he has intended for you. Well, that concludes this week's episode of Joyful Heart. Feel free to reach out with prayer requests, praise reports, requests for topics or general questions on either Instagram or the Facebook group. These can be sent to Joyful Heart. That's J-O-Y-F-U-L-L-H-E-A-R-T-T on Instagram, as well as for the private Facebook group. I hope you all have a blessed day, and I'll catch you next week. Bye, guys!